Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their dreams and goals and live the very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I want to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My guest established his own hair business at the age of 12. I can tell you what I was doing at the age of 12. It wasn't establishing a business. I can tell you that. He became First Lady Michelle Obama's personal hairstylist and helped to establish her as a global beauty and style icon. I know he used to come on Steve Harvey's show all the time talking about that experience when we were doing some co-sponsorships. His client list include Maxine Waters, Queen Latifah, Kerry Washington, Regina King, Tamron Hall, Reese Witherspoon, Lauren London, Janelle Monet, and many others. He is on the show to talk about his new show on VH1. I've seen it and laughed a lot. To catch a beautician, please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Johnny Wright. <laughs> hey, hey, I love that introduction. Thank you. Hey, man. Look at Johnny. You, 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 you know, we, we got to get a little history together, man. We just come on the Steve Harvey yeah. show and and then I yeah. asked you to come out and be a presenter at the Neighborhood Award. And you're, you're a community guy, man. I always liked about you. You're just a regular guy. Fame has been a blessing for you, but it's never taken control of your life. Tell us about that. Oh, no, absolutely not. You know, I don't, honestly don't even consider myself famous. Um, I, uh, I'm i just an average Joe from the south side of Chicago mm-hmm. who had, you know, some dreams and aspirations. And I was raised well with parents who worked hard and made sure that we were provided with everything that we wanted in our lives. And um, they believed in me. Um, I was raised with a hairstylist grandmother as well, too. That's where I feel like I got all of my talent from. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, I like to call myself a people's person. And I like to be around the people. I don't want to be considered famous, so to speak, because for me, I don't want anybody to feel that they can't approach me, they can't speak to me, they can't send me a DM or a message or anything like that. Right. You know, I I am I am I I feel like with my talent, I I like to say that I am serving my God and I'm getting rewarded for it. So that's how I view it more so than this journey of being famous. You know, it's really interesting because that's that's true. You those are true. You you choose your words, but they're all dead on about your personality because our relationship started, I like to say, prior to the explosion of the social media. When, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, when the fame was, uh, you, you know, you had to get your website up and running. You had to have your little fan club mm-hmm. list and all the emails and all that stuff. How has the um, explosion of the uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and stories and all that, and TikTok now has had an impact on, on building out your brand and your growth? Oh, it's been, it's, been, it's been extremely useful. I would say that, you know, I'm still a little old school. I do post, I do use my social media to get information out there and to get things out there about my business and the things that I'm doing. But I don't post as much as most people do. And um, I definitely don't have, I don't even have a website and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I've, I've been, been able to be very fortunate to be connected to people through word of mouth. And, mm-hmm. you know, social media has been great for me as well, too, because, 
that's how I got, you know, the gig of doing uh, what I'm doing now with uh, VH1, mm-hmm. you know. No, VH1, yeah, yeah. They, they reached out to me on Facebook. The casting company reached wow. out to me via Facebook, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I came in and did a couple of auditions and did the, the chemistry test with Tamar. Then, then the rest was history, basically. Now we have 20 episodes running on VH1, and we have the number one trending show on VH1 right now, which I'm very excited about, to catch a musician. So... For me, you know, I see the value in um, social media. I see um, the need for it. I, I, I also find it to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time that I feel that, you know, social media can be dangerous, and this is a personal choice for people, is when they, they, they make it too important where it becomes, uh, you know, uh, some type of detriment to their insecurities and all those type of things. And that's when I find it to be a little um, not useful. But other than that, you have self-control and you can handle it. I think um, um, social media is amazing. You know, I really uh, let's let's we know we're in the middle of a pandemic and we know that Mm -hmm. African-Americans are overtly uh, affected by the uh, by this virus that does not have a vaccine. And then when I have a brother who has a uh, uh, three or four, uh, three barbershops in the beauty salon in the Washington, D.C., Maryland area. And he just opened back up June 1st. Okay. Yeah. The restrictions mm-hmm. and it's opened up with social distancing. Uh, you are, I have to say you're an expert in the beauty and barber industry. You, you hear the pain, you hear the screams, you hear the frustrations. Tell us about the impact and uh, what, what have you been able to do to, to assist if you've been able to assist in this whole pandemic run of trying to understand when we should open. I'm sure that people have called on your advice. Talk to us about this time yeah. for the beauty and barber industry, which is really suffering and struggling to reopen. Absolutely. You know, I was, I, I had to catch myself because in the, be, you know, in the beginning, you know, in the middle of the uh, COVID and the quarantine, I saw a lot of posts on Instagram about, you know, saving the restaurants and da 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 and all this. I'm like, what are you talking about? You can still order out. You can still get the food, you know, but as a hairstylist in the salon industry, you can't do anything because you can't even be around somebody. So we were, you know, tremendously uh, affected by right. this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, you know, my advice, I remember when Atlanta was opening up, I, I, I remember saying, you know, I have an after show with Tamar that we do every week. And that week that they opened up, we had a few Atlanta stylists come on just to talk about the steps that they were taking to be safe, but you know, it's, it's hard, you know, um, cause you, you want to get back to work outside of just wanting to make money and to support yourself. You want to get back to your creative being, you know, right. for me, I, I haven't done hair since the show. I mean, we luckily and thankfully we finished, we wrapped the show literally two weeks before lockdown. Mm-hmm. We wrapped the show. So we were done. And that was the last time that I had my hand in some hair, but I haven't done any hair. To me personally, you know, and I, I particularly mostly work with celebrities. Right. So there's no celebrities getting done right now. Celebrities are not on red carpet. There are no events happening right now. Mm-hmm. There aren't any red carpets. And production is down also. And nobody's doing photo shoots and things like that for content. So I haven't done any hair. So it definitely affected me in that sense. And thankfully, you know, I, 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 I you know, did well with the show. And I have money in the bank if so I'm okay. But, you know, if I, if I wasn't in that situation, it would be a hard struggle for me right now. Right. But what I can say for those that are opening back up, make sure that you follow all the precautions and that's necessary to keep yourself and your clients safe. And this is the perfect time to raise your prices. 
not only because you deserve it, but outside of that, it will make it much easier for you to take less clients to keep the salon not so packed. Right. So raise your prices, double them up if necessary, raise those prices. That way you're not working much. Uh, you are not working harder, but you're working smarter and you're working more safe. My man, Johnny Wright speaking yeah. to us in the, uh, the, the, you know, we I used to always tease you, Johnny. You come on the show. We used to always tease you. know, you had the yeah. first lady, Michelle Obama. You know, you, you in fact, <laughs> sometimes you call in the show from the White House. You know, or you say, I uh, did, I or did. you say, hey, well, I can't talk to you guys right now. You know, we're in a secure, uh, a secure yeah. area. You know, we just have some great conversations. Yeah. So just talk about that experience <laughs> uh, because of being, that's a powerful role and a very important role that you play because you had the respect and uh, uh, the first lady when she was in the White House at the time. Uh, I want to just talk about that a little bit before we get into the show, which is a fantastic show. VH wants to catch a beautician. Let's talk about the experience yeah. of being, being, being with the first lady and being the stylist and being a confidant. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was an amazing experience for me, and I can would not change those eight years for the life of me. So just a lot of things. A lot of times, a lot of people don't know I moved to Los Angeles back in 2007. Right. To, and I left 300 clients in Chicago to potentially have a, you know, uh, a, a, a presence on television. Of course, mm-hmm. that got beautifully interrupted by the First Lady and I moved to D.C. to be with her for those eight years. And I could not have asked for a better experience. I've been to over 45 countries with her. I was able to travel on Air Force One and Bright Star and all that exclusivity. And it was just an amazing experience. And just to experience the first African-American first family at a bird's eye view was bar none the best eight years of my life so far. And I'm so honored to and thankful that she chose me to work with her. How did she I'm choose so you? How did she choose to, you? So my, my my agent, his name is Ken Barboza. He's still my agent to this day. Back in 2007, this maybe two two. Two to three weeks after they announced on Oprah that they were running for candidacy, he booked me with her for Essence Magazine photo shoot. And wow. I didn't think anything of it. To be honest, I wasn't too optimistic in thinking that they were actually going to be in the White House. So I just took a job. It was paying editorial weight. I was off that day. I was like, fine, I'll do it. And we met and, I, and we hit it off. And then um, I got called to do her again for O Magazine, maybe like a month later. And at the time, she wasn't doing covers, of course. She was just doing, like, little inserts of get to know right. the senator's wife that's running for <laughs> right. president. Um, and then at that photo shoot, between the first photo shoot and the second photo shoot, I had decided to move here to Los Angeles. And at that photo shoot, when we, we, when we wrapped, I said to her, hey, I'm moving to L.A. And I basically was like, good, good luck. Hope you guys win. And um, I moved to L.A. maybe a week or so after that. And... We were able to keep in touch because she was in California a lot throughout the campaign. The campaign became more and more intense throughout 2008. Right. And um, she would call me whenever she was in L.A. to keep her camera ready, and I did. And then when it really changed for me is when I was asked to come be with her for the first Democratic National Convention in Denver. And I was with her that whole week. They flew me out and put me up. I was with her the whole week. And that's when people really saw my stroke of the brush. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, that was my first time doing her hair from start to finish, and it, it made an impact. And once they won, she asked me to move to D- DC, and I did. You said they saw, they contacted you through Facebook. That's how you got this show. Yes, yeah. So the casting director reached out to me directly through Facebook and and said that he 
was giving all these other artists hairstylists to look into, but he saw me, found me on his own, and he wanted me to come in and audition. And I came in and did an audition. They put me on tape. And then I did, I think I did a second audition and then they did a chemistry test. And I'm sure everybody see me and Tamar have great chemistry. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and y'all look good. Was, y'all look good on camera, man. It. Y'all look very, very Thank good on you. camera. Thank brother. you. That's yep. key too. Yeah. You know. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And, um, and I, I love the concept of the show because, you know, I had got approached a ton of times to do reality oh, shows. Let me slow down do on like, that before I get you deeper because when, when, they, okay. when the idea came to me, about it, you know, and I'm gonna just tell everybody. I always try to be honest and authentic on the show. I thought it was gonna be a, like an ambush show, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the cheaters type show, you know, where where, yeah. where where we leave people feeling bad, you know, the beauticians, yeah, or, the, or, no, no, no. or yeah. whatever, you know. And so, yeah. and so, so, so that was my first thought. So when this came, I said, Johnny got this new show. Check it out, Rashawn. I go, man, to catch a beautician, you know, I I watched because I watch botch, you know, by plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. I watch that. Yeah. And then, and then, like I said, cheaters is a closest <clears throat> example of this where somebody's cheating and you, you show up with a camera crew and go, ha ha. But this show, <laughs> this show, man, is not that show. I'm telling everybody, it's not it's that not. show. And if you watch the beginning of each episode, it clearly tells you the premise. And yeah, yeah. that's what I liked about. If you don't know what this show is about, just watch. And you got any complaints and got you got some stereotypes about it, which what it may be, watch the, f- the opening of the show. It tells you exactly what it's about. And when I saw uh-huh. the o- when I saw the opening credits, I was sold on the show, Johnny. I really was. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. That's, I'm glad that we did that show explainer because we wanted people to know what the show was about and not think that it was going to be one of those reality shows where we make people feel bad and people are fighting and all that kind of stuff. Listen, there is drama. Throughout the show, there is a little bit of a sting, not necessarily an ambush. Um, but of course, that's what the show needs to keep people's attention. But at oh, the end absolutely. of the day, absolutely. But you know, but yeah. you know, I'm telling you something, man. You know, Rashawn, Rashawn don't have hair like he used to have, but Rashawn have had <laughs> some bad haircuts in his lifetime. Okay, when you yeah, you got up and you, and you paid the dude the money. Okay, I paid the dude the money, walked out mad. Okay, and this is basically what this show is about. All those times you gotten up out of that beautician's the beauty chair or beautician walked away, you gave money, you walked out there mad. This show allowed you to come back and this this person who took your money, happily took your money. No, they didn't deliver the goods. This show allows them to fix the problem. And both. Yeah. Both parties walk away happy. That's what I liked about the show. John, I really yeah, did. I, I enjoyed that. I Man, you need the little sting. You need all that. That's that's entertainment. But the fact that yeah, this show allows for both parties now to be satisfied, like like for instance, this episode with the dude with the cowboy hat, right? You know, yeah, the, the cowboy. He walked in because the how they set up the show is these people are coming to meet Johnny Wright. You know, big yeah. time Johnny Wright. They said, "Oh, I want to meet Johnny Wright." Okay, and 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 Johnny interviews him, and he starts showing him little different photos about different things they've done. This guy in particular, he had messed up this girl's hair, but on a model on a model casting call, and so even during his interview, Johnny, he admitted he didn't do a good job. Remember, he admitted mm-hmm. he yeah, didn't he do did. a good job because you asked him, yeah. "What do you think?" He said, "Well, we didn't really do a good job on our hair." 
He said that. So, but did he fix it? No, he kind of messed it up. And then, right. the, then the, that's when the sting part he talks about. It. Then Tamar come running out of the back with a camera crew, camera crew with the disgruntled person who had the bad hairdo. And that sets the tempo for the show. That to me, man, is yes, they're a little stunned. Yes, they're a little caught off guard, but you're not blasting them and go, get your butt out of here. You're a horrible beautician. That's what the no, boot camp no, no, That's no. what I love about it. That, I'm telling you something, Johnny. I love that, man. I really do. But continue to tell everybody about the show, Johnny. You know, and the thing about it is, I would have to say kudos to VH1 because I think this show is a show that they wanted to pioneer the shifting of the narrative of the network. You know what I mean? They didn't want it to be another show of people fighting and screaming at each other, but there is drama, but there is always a happy end. You know, I like to describe the show as a cross between botched and to catch a predator. Yes. And the reason why I use those two is because, of course, you have. That's pretty strange, though, that catch a predator. Now, you might want to drop yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might, I got you like, a botch. You might want to drop that catch a predator side, okay? <laughs> well, the thing is, the, 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 the way that I explain it is, you know, that, that the, when the person comes in, they, they have no idea right. mm -hmm. that. The stylist is there. So that's what's the catch a predator part. But the mm -hmm. botch part, of course, is the fact that they did mess up somebody's hair and they're going to go through and get it done and, and fix it and get it right, you know? And that's what I really enjoyed about the show because I did not want to be on a regular docuseries where producers are egging you on to kind of like pin you against your friend and things like that. You know, I, I didn't want to be a part of those. I don't think they're good for your brand. And I just don't think they're a great television, me personally. I understand that they rate well and all that kind of stuff, but... It's just not the type of TV that I want to do. This right here was right on brand. It was right on target with what I wanted to do and how I wanted my career to continue to flow. And that's why I love this show so much. You know, it's, it's fun. I'm really interested, in, you know, in how season two will turn out and the, the twists and turns that we'll make it that look like. But at the end of the day, this season is really good. We did 20 episodes, which is a lot. We shot it in two months, which is, you know, crazy schedule. Right. Um, we, we did, we did two episodes with 20 episodes and each one is totally different. They have a different energy to them and everybody, you know, hopefully at the end, it comes out with a happy ending. It, it really was. I, like I said, you know, I'm just letting everybody, I'm talking to Johnny Wright. Uh, he just taped 20, a 20 episode series that's now airing on VH1. Tamar, Tamar Braxton and Wright come to the rescue of clients whose hair has been botched by a beautician yeah. from their past. And the strategic steam occupation, because Tamar's in the back. She has a little, she has a little, she's communicating with Johnny talking back and forth, listening to everything. And you hear the, you hear, yeah. you get to see the reaction to the, uh, client with the batch had to do respond oh he's lying he didn't do that or she didn't do that oh my god <laughs> i can't believe that so you get to have that little fun stuff that's going on in the back there but braxton the right will help disgruntled customers confront the stylist who damaged their hair right will then put the petition yeah. through a re rigorous and he really does now because now that's what that's what it see to me that's when it gets fun to me because that's what i think that the ratings really hold in because you get to see actual have transformations and, yeah. and then you get to see the engagement of the beautician and the client because that's a relationship there and i i know that because people are putting their their full confidence sometimes in strangers some in one situation where the sister came in and said my her sister messed up her hair I remember when, and, and some of these people need to stop asking for hair dudes that they can't get like the homegirl who wanted to yeah. hair like beyonce <laughs> 
she really needs to stop it. She wasn't ever going to get a hair yeah. like Beyonce, but her sister <laughs> says she could pull it off. Then her sister messed up her hair, and then you guys had to bring that together. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. why I enjoyed the show, because of the fact that it, it becomes a, like you said, it's a botched. It's a uh, the, predator, the predator scene where you people unsuspectedly bursting through doors and say, aha, yeah. but it becomes yeah, a feel-good yeah. show, Johnny. It's a feel-good yeah. show. Yeah. That's, I commend That's you on holding holding your ground on that because it is your face, man. It is your brand, and you don't want that negative. Dude, you're the first lady. You're the first lady. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was important for me. I did not want to leave the, you know, the leader of my house and my first big gig was me cussing and screaming and first of all i always tell people they can't edit what you don't give them i yes. would have never given them that anyway right but at the same time you know just to be in a situation and want it and people were trying to coerce you to do stuff like that i just did not want to do anything like that so i was very happy that the universe put this in my lap and i was able to do this show i'm gonna tell you something. I'm very happy about so that. far the worst the worst one i've seen so far was the was the was the girl who had the burn on her head looked like a giant bubble or a hump yeah, the, which he got stuck by the needle, right? That one. Well, you know what, Charlie? Remember she? No, she got burned. Remember she put the put they put the I believe the 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 dye on their hair. Remember it started tingling. You said was it tingling? Was it tingling? And they showed. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, yeah, that one. That looked pretty bad, dude. That looked yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, it was a lot of that. You know, stay tuned. There's so many more that's gonna really. You you you're not gonna probably be able to be, choose. Which one is the worst one? Because there's oh, no. so many I, I, more. I, I'm just telling you, I just started watching. I'm just letting you know I'm a fan, yeah. Johnny. Come on now, let me be a fan, brother. <laughs> let me be a fan. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it, Rasan. Now, how how has the response been so far with the with the fans, with the television ratings, with social media been about the show? And we're talking to Johnny Wright. He's a star of the new one of the stars. He's co-stars with Tamar Braxton, VH1 to catch a beautician. What's been the reaction? So it's been really positive. You know, um, we had a conversation. We had a Zoom call, me and Tamar and the, the other execs from VH1. We yes, had sir. a Zoom call uh, last week, and they said they're extremely happy with the show. It's trending upwards every week. Yes, sir. Um, they said we're the number, we're the number one trending show of, on VH1 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's doing really, really well. You know, we haven't got the announcement. If it's going to be a second season yet or not, but I'm pretty sure it will be. I, I think it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a fun show. So yeah, I, I, it's doing very well. All of the, you know, I, I, I know people do feel a little chesty sometimes and they, they feel like they can come to your page and say something negative. Right. Just because that's how they feel. But I have not had one negative comment on the show. In fact, I had people who, when we were promoting this show, right. they were saying like, oh, I don't want to watch this show. They right. literally came back and said, Sorry, I thought I didn't want to watch the show, but I cannot stop watching the show and I'm addicted to it. So people are really, really enjoying the show. But, I think but, but that's, what, I, that's what I'm saying about me. That's what I'm saying about me. I just want to tell anybody who's listening, don't get caught up in the stereotype of what you think what the show is. If you yeah. just watch the promo, the opening promo of the show, it explains in great detail about how this show plays out and how... Both parties get to be, you know, satisfied. That's what I like about the show. You know, the, the person that's in on the sting, uh, the victim, they get to meet. They get to confront each other in a positive manner because, hey, yeah. this person's not happy. They gave you money, but they weren't happy. Are you willing exactly. to fix the problem? And then they go through the boot camp and you get the big voila. Even even some of the stylists go, wow. 
Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm always shocked when I see this. I'm like, <laughs> wow, they did a great job. And I, like, I, and they, you know, this edited where you, it looks like I'm just with them for a minute. I'm actually with them for a very long time. Right. Uh, before they actually style and finish the hair. But yes, sir. it still shocks me when I see it. The hair looks amazing. Well, John, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Great talking to you again, man. I hope you enjoy being on Money Making Conversations, man. And, and Absolutely. This is fantastic. And know that anytime you're promoting anything about your brand, please come back. But again, watch VH1's new To Catch a Beautician, starring Tamar yeah. Braxton and my man Johnny Wright. Be strong, my brother, and be safe, okay? We talk soon. Thank you, Rizan. Talk to you soon. All right. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.